You are listening to OK Work, where we bring the shade, the politics, and the coolar. Where three messy bitches give you the unpopular education on shit you should already know. And if you don't, then you're about to find out. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going, cuties? <laughs> Deep breath in. Uh, ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. <laughs> Don't say that. See how she not be named that queen motherfucker bitch over there in that Britain land. <laughs> how not dare to say her you? name. No, we can't say her name. Um, who else fucking celebrated that motherfucking bitch's death like it was their birthday? Me, bitch. We had pizza and we never have pizza, but it, it was, I think it was a coincidence, but I feel like it was a deep dive. Like, you know, like the subconscious and all that shit. Like, that's what was operating that night. Well, I definitely <laughs> got a McFlurry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so these are some skinny bitches up in this bitch. So what we, what myself and, so we actually had like a guest artist visiting at that time and we were had all planned to go out. And so we were at Kensington already, and we had known that the bitch was sick. She was sick. She was sickening. And I hope that illness fucking hurts so much. Right. I hope she passed slowly and painfully into that final night. Bitch, we were on road, and then the minute somebody texted me, they were like, she's dead. All of us jumped up and bust our asses out. We twerked it the house down, bitch. Uh, and did you did you see the fucking uh, the airport with the guys with the the light things? Oh my god, they, yeah. And they clearly were like, oh my god, the queen died, and they're yeah. fucking dancing in the airport. I and love it's, it. Oh my god, Twitter it's on was TV out of set. control. Oh Twitter, and it, and it was like that moment that like I was starting school, and I'm like, oh my god, I need to get off Twitter. And then this happened, and I was like. Oh, I will never leave. That was one you of the best. You can have my Twitter. privacy information. I am not leaving this shit. <laughs> we were disrespectful, and we fucking dis- we earned that Listen. shit. I mean, yes, many people. It was. It was honestly. I think it was therapeutic for a lot of people. Funnily enough, <laughs> it was the Irish. It was the Caribbeans. It oh. was Africans. It was everywhere. Arabs. All the Arabs. Arab Twitter was out of control. Honestly, there was a lot of solidarity. There's a few, there's a few communities where I'm like. Who weren't who weren't chiming in? I'm like, hmm, noted. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, it was like hilarious because like most of my feed on Instagram because Instagram is I don't go on Instagram feed to get the ha-has. I go on the stories is where I get the giggles. Right. But I go on TikTok <laughs> for the ha-has. <laughs> and the ha-has translate different from Twitter. It is Twitter and TikTok. And let me tell you something fucking TikTok was popping, bitch. <laughs> I even went on Twitter because I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to, bitch. <laughs> it was, it was. Cl- I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. It's 11 p.m. It's like 2 a.m. and I have one eye open and I'm like chuckling to myself into my pillow. <laughs> it does suck because like, the, not the monarchy. Does the monarchy does no longer exist? I guess because it's a woman. But like a no, nigga it, is a prince now, so what, is that the a monarch? It, no, it's 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 uh, the monarch now is uh, is um, is uh, what's his face Charles. Charles, he's a king now. Who's fucking with the bitch who che- he cheated on Diana with? Who's ugliest? Uh, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't mean to engage in desirability. No, no, but I'll not take... that. Not during the episode after the conversation with desirability. You know what? No, we are going to. No, because... that man looks like a thumb with a few teeth. I mean, and he's gonna be. He's gonna be on our money soon. Oh. <laughs> Get used to that face. With well, my drawing you... skills, I could fucking draw that for the bill. I saw a funny meme that said something about how if you if you if you're a side piece and you're playing the long game, it worked out I for what's her one. face. <laughs> it worked out for what's I forget Cam- Camilla. I think it's her name. Whatever. Yeah. Um. It, it worked out for her. Long, that that is a fucking long game. But for a guy named Charles. Pfft, no. no, well, James Charles is still in the game. So can we Who? Really oh. James Charles, hi guys. <laughs> I find it so interesting that there were um not on my plate, not on my page, not on my timeline of folks who were like empathizing and like seriously mourning the queen and then getting upset over folks who were like rejoicing well, Her we're going to get into that a little bit later. We definitely will. But honestly, it was like the highlight. Anyway, so the moral of the story was we were shaking ass and drinking sangria. <laughs> That's all I'm Celebrating say. eating McFlurries and some pizza. I well, know, why no, does we... that sound like a rhyme? Say it one more time. <laughs> Celebrating McFlurries, pizza, shaking some ass. <laughs> it's early 90s. Oh, my God. Are we rap artists? Oh God! <laughs> we might be hipsters trying to start a rap group. This is this is our white halves again showing up to the table. No, this is our maybe we're trying to be in proximity to Gen Z half. How many Gens are there? Are we in like W now? They're in Alpha. Oh yeah, Alpha what? now. No, that's yeah. gonna get a bit complex. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Andrew Tate out of it. Holy shit! Who the fuck is Andrew Tate? No, Andrew Tate, Tate is not Alpha. Is well, this? Beta. I mean Gen Z though. Who is this man? Right? I don't no, fucking we're know. About, uh, I know. Alpha being the new generation. generation yeah, yeah, alpha. yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. But like Andrew Tate is like older than that generation, right? But I don't he fucking know. Himself an alpha. He does. I know. He, it it checks off one. <laughs> what? No, it checks off one of the boxes of the double entendre. Anyways, also to celebrate Andrew Tate, allegedly, apparently, and has also been removed off of all social media platforms. Yeah, what the? Who is this man? What the? And Jordan Peterson's still rocking it. What the fuck happened? I don't know if Jordan Peterson. He's been like releasing videos every fucking week. It seems literally talking to like the Twitter CEO. Yeah, I'm like, how did, <laughs> like Jordan Peterson's still out here in this? I don't even know who Andrew Tate is. When did he get on and taken out? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, fuck Andrew Tate. And on that note, girl, I see those McFries. So what's she salty about? <laughs> Um, well, there is a, a new Captain America movie announced um, called Captain America New World Order. Tomatoes, tomatoes, I know. I didn't even need that subtitle to hate on it. But here we go. Um, so uh, according to um, this announcement, um, this movie is going to feature a character called Sabra. Um, whose story arc follows her time as an Israeli police officer Mm. and spy and spy for the Mossad, which is basically like the Israeli intelligence. Um, think I don't know fucking FBI, CIA, KGB, whatever. The Israeli government agency responsible for killing and imprisoning thousands of Palestinians, basically. Um, 
And it's, it just, yeah, keep going. it's wild, but here, here, just to give some context to our listeners. So the character's disturbing origin story centers on the death of a Palestinian child employing a slew of racist anti-Muslim stereotypes and dehumanizing depictions of Palestinians, all while glorifying Israeli military violence. And basically, um, this um, character um, is introduced as uh, somebody who is... Um, uh, is in a battle. So they're first introduced in the comics in the 80s, and they were in a battle with the Hulk, who she mistakenly believed was working with terrorists, Palestinian terrorists. Yes, yeah. get this. People were what fighting for their liberation. Literally, that's the plot. Some years later, Sabra's young son was killed in a terrorist attack. She disobeyed orders in order to bring her son's killers to justice. This is literally oh. the plot in the original comics. And oh my God. The use of terrorists without even, like, they don't even need to specify like who they're talking about because yeah, it's just like, like it's a given point, that we're the fucking terrorists always. Did Marvel just say we don't need this audience anymore? Like what the fuck was it? Well, Keep going. Well, I mean, from being from Canada, um, it is like very clear our on our country's stance on where we stand between the genocide of Palestinian people mm-hmm. and Israeli. Um, Fair. One hundred people aren't clocking it. Yeah. yeah continue. No, there's this like wild wild like snippet that i saw from the 1981 hulk comic where um sabra shows little remorse over the death of a palestinian boy (laughs) um until get this i'm not kidding the hulk teaches her that just because he's arab doesn't mean he's not human okay wait can i just interject please stop acting like motherfucking iron man or Captain America, or any of these like Marvel superheroes would not be like pro Israel. Oh, oh, right. That's a, that's no, the, I that's the gag. We're like, like the Hulk. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this motherfucker would have probably been like science tests on these Palestinian yeah, children. Yeah, this nigga is like, like fully are, like in. This man post. turned himself green. You don't think he's gonna engage in scientific racism? The fuck? He just wanted to be oppressed. Fully, it's like that's fully, what he's not saying. He's like, oh, poor me. You did it to yourself, sir. It's fully in line with what I feel, what I believe to be the ethics, because no. it's capitalism at the end. One hundred. Honestly, and people, people, I feel like, I mean, honest, I'm not like a, a, a Marvel obsessed person, so I don't know the nitty gritty, but clearly, I, watched it all. I mean, and I mean, the fact that there is a fucking Captain America, too, to oh, me, is like God. in and of Wait, itself. Captain America never fucked, by the way. That nigga's a virgin. <laughs> is that true? Oh, it might be. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we I never... wouldn't be surprised. There's like when those comics first came out, like, I, I don't know, wasn't like, you know, like waiting till marriage but a big you thing. Know, let me tell you something. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That nigga don't fuck. He got no game. And you want to know the other thing? In one of the films, he's just like, oh, that's America's ass. And he's looking at his ass in the mirror. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Chris Evans, but babe, you have to do more squats before you say that line. <laughs> like, it wasn't giving. But do I mean, you? Fucking miracle whip much. Like, oh. I don't know. It's all, it's all, it's all war propaganda. It is. Like, I'm, I'm Police like, even, propaganda. like, even Black Panther, I'm like, however, Oop. however, had they, I'm just gonna say it. I know in the next movie, have they keep Coco, those borders closed? But anyways, <laughs> that's the only. Well, I won't say it live. One of the reasons it's particularly uh, um, nauseating to um, Arabs um, is because of the term or the name Sabra. Um, so um, Sabra. Um, to Arabs, really is is a reference to the Sabra and Shatila massacre, 
which is basically a massacre that happened in a refugee camp um, where many Palestinians were, um, uh, thousands of Palestinian civilians were actually killed. Um, this was in, in Lebanon. Um, so this refugee camp was in Lebanon. This was in the early 80s. Um, and some Lebanese uh, Shia, also Shiite uh, Muslim Lebanese folks, uh, were also there, and they also died. And do it you was... know anything about Le Lebanon's involvement with Palestine now? So, so it's it's very complicated, and it's a huge can of worms because there's a lot of sec different kind of sectarian um, aspects to that. Um, but even at the time, this gives you an example of that. So actually, the a lot of those. Um, uh, Arguably, most of those killings technically were by the hands of militia of the Lebanese forces, which was a Maronite Christian Lebanese right wing party, which was actually working alongside the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, who actually had the camp surrounded at the time because they had invaded Lebanon and Beirut specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The IDF destroyed Beirut Lebanon. many times. Yeah, so at the time, but but see, but Lebanon also has many anti-Israeli um, so uh, political groups but, uh, as well. But Lebanon mm -hmm. also has like very like problematic government. There's well, it's all over the place, right? Because they have the, their governments all always kind of um, it's it's they have they have a lot of different factions, right? So Hezbollah is based in in Lebanon, and they're obviously very anti-Israel. Um, you have Maronite Christians, you have uh, Sunni Muslims, you have Shia Muslims or Hezbollah. You have a lot of different groups. You have the Druze, and they all have different um, um, politics, but in the Lebanese parliament, they all have kind of a different, they all have a presence there. But let's not get into the nitty-gritty of those politics because they evolve I all the just time. Curious. I wanted to know more. No, no, I honestly would love to talk about it and unpack it. But essentially, the the idea here is that this name of this this superhero this is, is literally a ref so 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 what people say is that well the character was introduced prior to the massacre right um according to to people who've read the comics that's not how history works but friends. also but Did you're I say making history? the film <laughs> anyways you're continue you're but also, you're making the film today. Exactly. That's why I'm like, history doesn't work like that. You can't be like, well, back then. I'm like, bitch, you wrote it now. And, Figure and, it the fuck out, and, Sarah. And here's the thing. Then then I looked into it, actually, to be honest, because I was like, well, there's that hummus, hummus brand that's called Sabra. Can you let us know what year the massacre actually happened? Yeah. So I think it was in 82. Um, and I believe the first comic came out either 80 or 81, that Hulk comic that mentioned this character. Um, but here's the thing. I, I started looking into, okay, well, what does the name mean in, in Hebrew then if it's not an Arabic word? And it turns out that in Hebrew, Sabra is a term used to describe someone who's Jewish who was born in Israeli territory. And the term is usually also inclusive of Jewish folks who were born during the period of the establishment of the state of Israel. And it's actually, get this, the word Sabra is Arabic, uh, is um, um, basically folks started using it in slang in Hebrew. Um, and it's actually a reference to an Arabic word, um, which refers to a thorny desert plant, basically cactus. Oh my so, God, sub it's so violent. Yeah. Oh my so, God. Uh, I could you not. And you Zionists are fucked, so the, man. Get this. This is this was written. Uh, so 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 it says the allusion is to a tenacious thorny desert plant with a thick hide that conceals a sweet, soft interior, suggesting that even though the Israeli sabra are rough and masculine on the outside, they are delicate and sensitive on the inside. And it's funny because sabar in Arabic means like 
cactus. So sabra, yeah, the root word is cactus cactus but it's like to me it's funny that it's like oh it's not a reference to the massacre even though as you said as you said this movie is coming out today so mm-hmm. it's like moot but anyways even if it wasn't a reference to the mass- massacre back then it's still <laughs> appropriating arabic to glorify people who are colonizers who are settler colonizers who are like literally acting in violence so don't fucking tell me oh it's okay because it came out a year before even though this movie is coming out today or not today right but, soon. but like marvel has shown us they don't care when gal gadot whatever gal gadot gal gadot, <laughs> gal gadot um was named as super uh, wonder woman who for one i don't understand how that skinny girl and y'all can feel mad because i'm like quote unquote skinny shaming don't work oh. right. <laughs> um, a little more shaming what all right. I mean, Wonder Woman is also still a nationalist. Let's just say that. Me too. Oh, well, she was in the IDF when uh, the war in Lebanon happened um, in like, what, 2008 or something like that? Wonder Woman? Um, that, Gal Gadot yeah. was oh. in the Israeli Defense Forces um, um, in uh, during that time. And so presumably, and this was like a huge, huge, like, uh, I mean, they call it conflict, but really a war that was waged on Lebanon. Um, and I mean, she surely would have been involved. You know what I mean? And so, like to me, and happily, it, based on the way that she fucking speaks publicly about being like happily oh, part of the IDF, I'm I like, the, like, what a fucking weirdo! Like, at least as a celebrity, shut your fucking mouth around that, honestly. Right? And, sh- and Marvel didn't care about all the backlash that it, like they had received from making her mm-hmm. the, the hero of these films, and like nobody wanted to watch her and so many people like boycotted the film because of her politics which is so interesting but also not surprising surprising because nobody gives a fuck about Mm. Palestinians it's Mm -hmm. fucking true it's fucking true and I'm honestly fucking fed up with it it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when this comes out it is going to be a very fucking interesting time around like boycotting and especially with the way that the definition of anti-Semitism is being put out around boycotting. Ugh. Yeah. Well, can I just say so this? People, but Everything's my, anti-Semitic but I, if you but boycott. That's not what I'm thinking is if like, what if there are professors and student groups and like people in the workplaces saying we need to boycott this movie? Are they going to get hit by this like definition of anti-semitism that they use against bds yeah right like i'm just no like, one's this gonna... Is gonna be very fucking interesting when this actually comes out i well, can tell I you like the only like femme presenting person here and this might be controversial yet brave but like hopefully an anti-feminist thing comes out <laughs> where, they, <laughs> where they don't want to see another woman superhero <laughs> not as literally like crossing your fingers on the anti-feminist we're like well, I mean, y'all where you at because we a little tired can you like tap in on I this mean, one just... well like no like truly though like well they weren't happy about like wonder woman uh, for Honestly, mostly like um, Zionist shit. Oh, okay. (laughs) But like also the next quote unquote female superhero that you have coming out is another violent like yeah. it was an antagonist who she, i mean she's she's a, she's no she's like she's a, like not she's not an antagonist she's but this she's character sabra yeah. right she was she just her for the way she was introduced to readers in the comics was 
you know, that the Hulk had to basically be like, no, Arabs are people too. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, but she I, wasn't the antagonist. But she's not an antagonist. She was, she was just like essentially like this like poor child who just needed yeah. to be taught. It's Actually, like, no. they turn her into like a savior kind of in the yeah. when once the Hulk convinces her, there's like a picture, there's an illustration of her like kind of kneeling and up sad because she just oh, learned that this her, brown like, kid is like a, a dead child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's learned this is after she's been convinced that this kid is like human. A human. And like it's fucking despicable convinced. and I'm just fucking fed up with it. And I'll tell you this, Shay, honestly, like I I don't I I don't know. I I'm not just being contrarian, but I don't think it's that interesting what people are going to do because I know what people are going to do. People are going to keep their mouths shut and good people will boycott, but people good people who are not good enough to put themselves in a risky position will keep their mouth shut. And because the circumstances when you speak publicly about this specifically um are way more dire than frankly even talking shit about what like fucking like you could talk shit about any of these fucking canadian politicians about any fucking uk politicians american politicians but no, when you talk about fucking people. netanyahu or whatever and you talk about like the israeli state and you criticize it suddenly now it's become an issue of like ideological sorry identitarian based warfare where you're saying oh therefore these people and it's like no no but this is settler colonialism and you're not going to fucking scare me away from saying that while you fucking literally, literally subject people to apartheid as the whole world keeps funding these fucking government, this fucking government. Like, I'm fucking fed up with it. I mean, I think that's why I like problematically said that hopefully the anti-feminist people <laughs> will prevent this from it's, it's weird when you It's like weird when you say other oppressive people like fuck with the people that you don't fuck with and you kind of have to like sit there and be like, I'm going to let it play out. I'm just going to watch. But you know what's going to be the sad part is the fucking anti-feminists gonna be like, are going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go watch it. Yeah. That's going to be the sad part. Is that like, that's how fucking flimsy politics are right now against like any social justice thing that they're kind of like feminism or or anti-feminism or zionism and in this one moment they might hop on it is sad because like what is the intersections and like what is it that we cared about it's all consumerism we only care about the way that the ways in which we are entertained but but like i'm not gonna lie like not even equally like like niggas are dying bro and it's like you are propagating so much violence in the name of what entertainment it's sad and i will say like this i seeing this come out it did shock me a bit didn't shock me at all i'll be it, honest i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna because with the trajectory that they were doing with like um the black panther and then no. the little mermaid and it's all owned by disney so i was a little shocked that they were like let's try to squeeze this in here and we're all like because i know like black twitter has has been on the side of Palestine, and that's actually how I found out about this. And I have a little disagreement about like who gets targeted and what they speak on. Um, but you know, I saw this come up as well, and I was kind of like, this was a little surprising based on because they've released the Black Panther trailer last month. No, but they released I, I, I Wonder Woman. Finding it surprising is interesting because it's like Disney will always play the part of what is the most popularized what is the most in dominant culture right but that's so, why i'm like it was surprising because i'm like what am i not seeing no, that also, this was acceptable but i think that what you're not seeing and what we're not seeing is that we also all of us online spaces live within an echo chamber mm-hmm. of like radical well, politics so for us like yes but like equally with black panther 
were like, this is not radical. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And so we Beautiful love trailer, it. Beautiful trailer, though. I'm not gonna... I mean, we were no, all... No, for sure. For sure. No, for sure. But, but it's... But, ide- like, it's, it's not radical. I'm my contradictions. It's but identity it's politics. It makes sense it's... that they would do this because they will always try to yeah. adhere to what is the most dominant culture. And unfortunately, blackness is, quote-unquote, a dominant culture. But, like... I, honestly, like, what are we talking about? Asian or like South Asian folks have not been represented within Disney and Marvel mm-hmm. caricature mm-hmm. characters at all. No, I have not and yet they seen. Did, they did in some ways, but they were like that. They they did not fund the sets well. Not the same. Mm-hmm. No, and not like, the it's same like way. Very obvious that they were like, well, this is just like a South Asian person. No, and 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 to me, it's like they honestly, I've never seen anything even remotely radical, as you said, Rachel. Like I. I honestly, if anything, all they do is just representation kind of politics where it's like, oh, yeah, here's a queer queer person. Yay us. Here's a black person. Yay us. And it's like, I'm fucking over it. I don't want to see an Arab as a lead if it means that you're going to fucking like whitewash mm-hmm. uh, everything. Have them stand next to police. and uh, Exactly. Like, oh, well, fuck I will that say shit. with Black Panther, the reason why it felt so radical was... At, it, at the beginning of it was black people got to see a film in which we got to see a world pre-colonization. Mm-hmm. It's not historically correct by any means. And it's culturally like correct. It's right. Like it fetishizes in a particular way, of course. But it's It just, definitely did, but the fact that we got to go on screen, it was like more cultural and like a, a, a modern and I'm also situation. willing to say, like, you know, I have been through so many white imaginations and non-black imaginations of stories that aren't perfect. So let me go through a black one that's not perfect. And I get to critique it. And it was, so and that's what I think I like. I was willing to enjoy it because I'm like, yeah, this isn't perfect, but it's it's at least a black imagination I get to critique for once. But also the difference is that we all critiqued it. Mm-hmm, exactly. We still critiqued it right. in the same way we would have critiqued any other mm-hmm, film mm-hmm. but we got to enjoy it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for what it was right yeah i'm just gonna say that all of this is coming at a time when fyi for those that don't know um uh workers hundreds of google and amazon workers are protesting what's called project nimbus right now which is a 1.2 billion dollar contract that both google and amazon have signed to provide israel with artificial oh. intelligence services and other computing tools that that will be used for facial detection and quote unquote sentiment analysis, which is a form of machine learning that basically can discern your feelings by studying your face and speech. And do not tell me for one second that that's not going to be used to surveil Palestinians that's who are already living under fucking apartheid, at least the ones in Gaza, and then basically living under pseudo apartheid in the West Bank. So it's like, it's just. Yeah, it's fucked. So all I'm going to say is this. It's not a perfect show. Um, but um, if you want to see something that is different, watch the, sh- the Netflix show Mo. It is the first Palestinian refugee-led American TV show, period. Um, and he plays basically himself. Um, and yes, there are parts where I think he's a little too nice um but it is a breath of fresh air and we're so desperate for fucking i hate i'm almost contradicting myself when i like poo poo representation (laughs) on one hand but honestly representation in politics works uh, and and 
it does something. I know. It, 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 it plays its It's such role. a crumb, has, everything, but yes. That's the thing. Everything has its limitations, but like, you know, everything has all has its recognitions. Yes. And on that note, girl, it's fall. So you know what that means. Seasonal depression. Woo-hoo. And also my segment. Woo, 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 woo. I have like recently just come out of a depression. So like. for now oh my god this is what it's like being black Uh, (laughs) speaking of black um so (laughs) this is not segueing well so the queen died (laughs) (laughs) but uh, you you as a listener will understand what i meant in a moment so shady it's segueing perfectly the queen has died <laughs> also that. <laughs> so the queen died and we are all rejoiced. I have definitely felt nothing but joy and as have many a people. And if you haven't been online, I don't know how the fuck you found us. And which means you've been online and which means you've seen the hilarious tweets, the hilarious TikToks, even the memes. They're still going so good. So good. And people have had very direct takes on this. And so there was a black woman professor named Uju Anya who, and this tweet was reshared many times, said she hopes the queen experiences excruciating pain as she and dies. this was before the queen died. And I loved it. BT dubs. It's what I remember. I was, I was at the gym looking at the screen and it said breaking news. The the queen is on medical watch. And I literally remember thinking, I hope every moment's painful. Every single millisecond is excruciating pain. And all that was said was what was everyone else was thinking. And strangely enough, he says in air quotes, um, uh, Uja Anya is then harassed and like put on a particular kind of like lynching pedestal, essentially, where a bunch of I, I, white folks, not just white folks, to be honest, black folks, but a, too, yeah, black or... folks, like a lot of, you know, racialized communities ha- are, you know, deep in that sunken place doing the fucking Uncle Tom, you know, and so, so I must be a party down there. It sounds like hell. What? Uh, <laughs> not me coming for the Christians. What? <laughs> and so anyways, so she gets harassed. Um, and one, of course, like, you know, I'm like, but every every non-black person and some black people are saying this and they're not experiencing this. Like there are people and, you know, it's the online world. So once you're circulated a lot, you become popular. So I'm like, there are non-black people benefiting from saying the same thing right. and they're not being harassed like this. And then the the university that she worked at then released. Or not just like non-black people, like folks who people deem to be not as like, quote unquote, educated it's like yeah. meme pages mm-hmm, exactly like, exactly right. and meme pages that can even share the tweet political that, oh, yeah, yeah no but share her tweet and yeah. benefit yeah. from it meanwhile she's being harassed and then has her university release a statement that's essentially summarized as we don't agree with the violence she's experiencing but we don't agree with her statement mm. 
And, you know, for those who are the listeners and maybe have not experienced that kind of like institutional betrayal, which mm. often happens to black women and femme folks, especially publicly, it was like, oh, this is about to be hell for her. Um, because it's essentially trying to play both sides. And really, it's playing to the side of she deserves violence. And so for me, I was like seeing this happen. And like, Rachel, you can probably agree that like, these things happen in a certain level of like, you know, it's violent, but a certain level of like support comes in where like people are like, I support you, I support you. We both kind of been through this in different ways. We've seen other friends that we love have been through this kind of experience where they are getting dragged online by some kind of like far white, white supremacist, et cetera, et cetera, group right. and people. And then in the background, you kind of like, there, where is that support? No, it's not it, there. Exactly. And so when I saw this happen to Ujo Anya, I was kind of like, shit, it's about to happen to another black woman, femme person, where... You know, I think people publicly see this kind of resharing and liking and they think like, oh, DM, you know, let me know what you need and I'll be there. But let's also talk about the fact that the way that her tweets were crafted mm-hmm. was very witty. Mm-hmm. It was uh, short and concise. Yeah. And and funny enough and also like concise enough to be supported. Yeah. And so, yeah, of course, a concise lot of people- enough to be on Twitter and, you know, and again, 40 characters and literally like many, many people felt similarly. So it's like there, there, there is a hypocrisy to the reaction because the reaction is kind of dependent on, it's like the reaction doesn't make sense unless you, we pretend that she's the only one that felt that way or that mm-hmm. she's a minority in that she regard. She was the only one where her tweet was deleted. She had her yeah. account suspended for a little bit. Her And again, her own university condemned well, her. She also said it um, pre the death. It was like one of like, I guess, the most viral of tweets prior to the death and prior to folks really understanding what the news was. I remember seeing it. You reposted it. Oh. Shady. <laughs> not, <laughs> I was like, not me speaking the queen's death into existence. Well, I guess it wasn't me, but wasn't speaking even, the queen's death into existence. But I remember seeing it and being like, I mean, this bitch is almost on the brink of death every day. So <laughs> I didn't know she was still breathing. I was like, which Elizabeth? <laughs> Charles, I thought this shit ended. She said this shit that was like hilarious. Honestly, I... You know what? My ignorance can play into this, but I didn't even know the person or the woman who made those tweets was like a like an academic mm-hmm. by any means. I was just like, facts, girl, slay, boots the house down. And this is great. It, it resonates with so many people that like often don't even have a language to express how the fuck they feel. Yeah. Anyways, and so. I think that's like my biggest concern is like, I think people would see a black woman like this and be like, oh, she's in the university and she's going to have support. And I think all three of us can agree in the background, the way that universities function, that as soon as her university made that statement, I'm like, she's fucked. Wait, so can I ask um, how soon after she made those tweets? Because, again, I did say that, like, she resonates with so many folks who may not have the language to speak into what they're feeling, which, I mean, and I hate using this term when it's speaking about when black people speak. Um, eloquently put <laughs> how the fuck the rest of us repeat feeling. <laughs> right? My girl, eloquent. Eloquent, but also like, yes, right? Like it <laughs> mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, it, it it was what it was. How soon after did the I university... feel like it was like 
one or two days after. It was yeah, quite quick. It was quite quick. And after the queen's death, because she I swear oh, out, but all, but because all of this happened, because the queen's death was like wow. Because there was a good what we had four hours, six yeah, hours? something like that, something six, like that. Yeah, we had six hours to play in the celebration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, and we didn't know the bitch was dead. I oh, mean, no, no but a lot of people, no, people, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh. people were saying because this happens with a lot of monarchs where like they'll say, "Oh, they're sick," and it's like in reality they were like dead a week ago. <laughs> but like they're like they're sick. <laughs> Wait Cause, a minute, because the comms team is trying to figure out how they're gonna frame it and like what they're gonna do. Like, okay, week is so an wait, exaggeration. She died a week, she no, died no, 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 no. This is misinformation. Sorry, <laughs> Coco is misinformed. <laughs> we don't know that, but what I'm saying is that actually in history it is often the case, not maybe a week, but often the case that like when they say that they're sick and they start using language that kind of conveys they're on their deathbed, but they don't say it quite like that. But a they... black person gets to come up with a bulldozer and <laughs> run them over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but often that actually, when those headlines come out, that person is dead. It's, it's, it's those six hours. You don't know the exact time of death. And often when it's they a monarch, said the kids were like there so quick. I remember they no, were like, like guys, because they were like the, they were like the, the the grandkids are flying out and there was like images of them and I remember I was like I was like sitting there being like either I don't know how time works or that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> well, babe, uh, let's just talk about the fact that the queen has had multiple scares. Like this isn't like yeah, the first true. time within the last few years. Let's, let's, I say within the last mm, two years since COVID. Okay, but RJ. The bitch had a lot of scares. But the bitch is, was Why, how, like 90, 90, what? 90, 92 or 96? It was one of the Goodbye, two. One of them. Pardon? It, it was, she was 92 or 96. She had a lot of scares. But okay, she, but can I just say she, I'm like, My grandma's still going. <laughs> can I just say one thing? I said that somebody told me, um, they're like, oh, yeah, the queen is really old. And, and they told me her age was like 96. I'm like, that's not that old. And I fucking had to reflect and realize the fact that I've been surrounded by Caribbean people whose grandmothers have been like a hundred, 102, 97, drinking Ray and Nephew with us. <laughs> dead, dead. Busting wah, it wah, down. Wah, wah. Right, like fully like could not tell that they were in their like late 90s, early 100s. Has and Queen Elizabeth even said like a word aloud in the past decade? No, you know what she yeah, has said? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> right, because she's a colonial bitch. Right, well, she says it in writing. She, um, she's a colonial girl. Right, but that's why I was like so confused. I was like, the fact that the words she's not even that old came out of my mouth when somebody <laughs> told me she was in her 90s. She's old. Because I fully remember. Meanwhile, the entire world's like she was too old, meaning she was birthed. No, I fully remember being in a relationship with somebody where their grandmother was like 99, like in their like late 90s, like almost like early hundreds, um, sneaking into our bedroom, stealing oh. the Ray and nephews <laughs> and fucking drinking that shit all night. And when I asked her, I said, Grandma, what? Like, what is your secret? She's like, I fuck eat them kids. <laughs> OK, but did you actually see what Jeff Bezos had to say? The man that went to Mars. Yes, that bitch. Fucking, I was in I New mean, York I City. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Brooklyn, and you know, y'all know I'm trying to move at this point. Anyways, go ahead. Jeff but like, I, I I don't even follow this guy, um, the God. Amazon guy. But like, 
Um, does he chime in often? Because I've never heard of him chiming in about anything, and now all of a sudden he had something to say. I he... mean, the only thing I can imagine him tweeting is my workers are disappearing because the Amazon workers are unionizing. <laughs> but other than that, he, no. He uh, doesn't often chime into social issues. So that's why I thought it was so bizarre that he like yeah. had said anything. But the, the tweet was something like, this is who is educating our future yeah. and reposted. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, like it's like almost a pile on. It just kind of turned like everybody just like was piling on. And it's like the weirdest kind of manifestation of bandwagon effect where everybody's like just jumping on this fucking everybody's drinking the haterade in a situation where I'm like, am I crazy or, you and know, the, the issue for me is like, okay, so now you're attacking this like black woman who's like thought provoking, making a thought provoking tweet. And like, you really had nothing to add. And you, <laughs> the criticism, it's like, can you look in a mirror, bitch? Like, <laughs> literally, you're a colonizer. Jeff Bezos said no. <laughs> he said, I don't want to look in a mirror because I'm, um, ooh. Girl, that bitch cracked like my white skin. (laughs) 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 Uh, And on that note, um, you know, and I think when you're talking, I'm just like, isn't it always unfortunate that like black people end up being exceptional when white people decide to deploy their violence, right? So Jeff Bezos has said nothing. This man's been putting penis planes on a planet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he had no real he has no stake yeah. no stake uh, like uh, t- to my lens no stake maybe he does in some way that I'm not aware of he has no stake in this beyond a cultural sense and he decides to put his input and he's a billion dollar person right. can I just like add to that like he knows who his audience is right like his audience are uh, his audience is like capitalist like potentially neoliberal but like yeah, mostly sure. right-leaning people with people, power people, people with, with resources power and also people without power who will often just follow him because he is the most empowered person but that's why yeah. i say people of power because these are the white people who go to the polls and end up voting for trump and so i'm like he's a person with power and that's why he's flexing it because Here's a black woman saying something against the grain, which is the queen. I didn't consider it against the grain. Also, also against the grain. Yeah. Against the white grain. Yeah, against the white <laughs> grain. Exactly. Which, you know, creates Wonder Bread. You know what they say about white rice? And all rice. You gotta wash that shit a lot. And that white, that white Wonder Bread? Like, why'd y'all create that? Come on. <laughs> you didn't need to bleach that shit. Just your assholes. Anyways. <laughs> Like, I'm just, I sit here and I see these kind of, like, exposures of white supremacy where I see a black woman once again at the head of it. And, like, we've seen this happen in Canada where a black woman has said something against Justin Trudeau and naming him properly and rightfully as a white supremacist colonial terrorist. And here came an entire an international doxing towards this black woman. And we've seen this happen. And I think my biggest concern as people who have been through this in our own ways is like people also might see that people are retweeting this black woman and supporting her and rightfully so. But in the background, the moment your university is saying something against you, like that's your employer. And there are people in the background 
And then there are Sorry, people. What, was, what did, what the did they say? say? Um, the university again said that you know we don't support the doxing she's experiencing, but we don't support her message. Mm. And it's just like you can't play this middle ground. And by the very fact that you so you said you don't support the message, that goes against a black person. It sets a certain kind of cultural quote-unquote precedents where other people are able to say well i'm going to say what i want to say because you even said the message is wrong right so like i'm just gonna ask you like how do you feel like that message could have been said by because i feel like we do with with the audience to be honest with an exclamation mark (laughs) (laughs) and that's that on that like the university could have been like no oh i thought you meant the black woman statement oh my bad no you know the university statement i don't i don't know if i need institutions you know and necessarily backing people because it always will lead to a kind of mess that never ends up supporting black people but but i'm concerned with the fact that this black woman has said something that other people are retweeting and sharing and benefiting off of. And people might see that people are sharing and retweeting and benefiting the, and, and supporting this black woman. But in the background, what's actually happening? Her employer just spoke against her. And, and the employer could have simply just been like, we understand where if they were to say anything at all. We understand this cultural significance and the colonial significance as to why folks might feel the way that they do. It's what they do. You're right it's, about it's, the fact it's that what they do with the N word. That's literally what they say right. with the N word. They're like, so maybe we. They could have just said nothing <laughs> they, other than stop harassing our, our fucking staff. Our, our employees. And, and for me, I'm like, mm. here is another black woman or femme person put on a d- deity pedestal and she is was going hired for a reason exactly for for her scholarship and here she is living out her scholarship and she's getting vilified and my biggest concern is as in our own experiences in the background you start to see people fade away and since 2020 that has always been our complaint people have faded away People don't understand what it means to retain a particular attention towards anti-blackness, towards the ways in which black people are living out their lives. And so I'm like, fuck, like this is against the queen of England. And she's had she's had someone like Jeff Bezos tweet. And this man's been busy again in his penis plane. And he made time to come out here intended. Wait, did you just say his pee pee? Uh, well, I actually she also said, just said come. come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that part. <laughs> I, I, I'm like the but the point was in the cum, but uh, <laughs> you know, and Jeff Bezos is out here just liquidating the public with his bullshit opinions. Liquidating. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my Girl, god. Girl, you are giving us too many. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can call me Lauren Hill. Oh my god, I'm gonna get fucking sued anyway. <laughs> But anyways, you know, and to see the amount of, you know, structural and financial capital put against this black woman, I think for the listener, my biggest concern is don't mistake the kind of quote unquote public support that this black woman is experiencing as what she experiences in the background. Like you need to understand that the way that you live your life as a person who might be non-black and listening to this that I'm very sure if I was to ask you certain questions, you've tapped out. And I'm very sure that that's happening around this black woman where many of us, and we've talked about this, we assumed that 
unfortunately in a certain way 2020 would mean that we'd have more cultural and personal support with the ways in which anti-blackness was functioning and then a whole lot of black people were getting vilified black people are getting fired left right and center from netflix to publishers and here's this black woman in the university having her employer literally say well we're in the middle like how you can't be we've said you can't be in the middle with anti-blackness it's it's literally not structurally possible and she experiences this and she has the most rich and powerful go against her like i'm i'm still having to order on amazon okay Mm -hmm. so the rich and the powerful are going against this black woman and so you in your individual life literally ask yourself what am i doing where is the work that i'm doing going if i'm doing work right a lot of y'all work nine to fives and you don't want to do much past that and it's just like black people need more than that and my biggest concern and i feel like we know this in about eight to ten months this black woman is going to come out publicly she's been probably terminated by her university she speaks about her colleagues who disappeared slowly and It's because this is how I know what's happening. The same black women and femme folks who experience this kind of violence are the ones retweeting her. This is how I know. And so my hope is that you as a listener steps the fuck up finally. Because if you're gonna reshare this woman's tweet, then you're gonna have to show up. And that's on period. So recently, a YouTuber by the name of Gabby Hanna, who has been a, a very controversial figure for many reasons, mostly because she came up during the Vine days. She had a very public manic psychosis episode. R.I.P. Divine. <laughs> where she posted 170 videos in one day. Now, the context of those videos were very much giving manic. They were very much giving psychosis because it went into spiritual psychosis. She was saying things um that were like if anybody has been around folks who are mad um and that could be folks who are on the street who live in precarity who Mm -hmm. are like houseless like it's aligning very much with that and the backlash backlash that she received was extreme now has she been problematic in the past yes has she said fucked up things in the past Yes, I'm not here to defend her at all. Period. What I'm here to say is that what she experienced was like a very clear, like mental illness, like very much something in which she needed support to. She is rich. She has money. Mm. Um, does she have supports and friendships and family? I don't think so. Mm. When something happens like that, where it lasts for let's say almost a week to four days um it's it's clear to me that she didn't have supports now the things that she had said during this episode like there were some things that were problematic there were storytelling and recountings but they weren't clear enough to which as like even a pr perspective she has been in the industry for 10 years oh, wow. i'm like you wouldn't say this if you were mm, clear of mind. Yeah. And yes, obviously, like inherently racist and problematic people in their psychosis are going to say racist and problematic exactly. things. Right? <laughs> the word hey. just slips out once or twice for them. Right. It wasn't that bad, but there were certain stories that she was sharing. Now, 
the reason that I bring this up and like I, I wish I could like really go into like full description of like what was really going on, you would really have to watch the videos. Like mm-hmm. she was talk and then spiritual TikTok. I mean, I've seen evolved. I've seen some of the clips. I remember you posted some of the clips when you were like, I think folks need to see exactly what I'm speaking about. And as someone who experiences madness, like witnessing some of the clips, I'm like all right, like I don't want to necessarily label someone if they're not labeling themselves that way publicly. However, watching the videos, I'm like, this is clearly someone experiencing madness in their own experience. Totally. And I think that there were folks who were upset with her um, because of some. I'll, I'll share one video um, that got people. Uh, I'll share two. So one video, she was talking about transness, but the way that she was describing it, it was very bizarre. And apparently there were some like live stories where um, I wasn't privy to, but about transness of like love who you are and like you're born this way, even like autism to be like they have magical gifts and this and that. But she was like very deep into spiritual TikTok. Mm. There was a story in which she described going to an all-black school and she was the only non-black person part of the story was actually not that bad and would make sense but there was another part of it where i'm like girl heal from this (laughs) not heal (laughs) not heal like no like fully therapist Kevin, is that you? (laughs) What is what 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 did this person say? Like, what what was their experience? So she shared a story where she went to an all black school. I guess she was like she grew up a little bit like disenfranchised in a way, like not rich. I'm pretty sure she came. She's first generation, and which she like went to a school where things were described as nappy or ashy or whatever. So the language. So what did she show up with? Fucking dusty braids, and they were like, "Girl, you're white." (laughs) So like, not even that. It was just that. she learned language about hair based on what black people were saying in her school. So when she went to college, she used the word nappy to describe her hair. Oh. And her college roommate, who was white, said that that was racist and she couldn't say that. And she was oh. like, that's how I Correct. grew up. Oh. That would have been fine. Okay, fine. You got corrected and like you were corrected. The part for me where she was like, they bullied me. They made me feel bad. And then it was giving very much like black people bullied me too. So like reverse racism. <laughs> right? so, I'm like, I love bullying a white person. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, shit, tell me I didn't meet the this I mean, but Wait, wait, wait. I, I missed this part. Is this person white? This yeah. person? Okay. Oh, this person is off white. White adjacent, just about white, mm, not yet eggshell. I don't necessarily know for sure. From what I understand, that she is Middle Eastern. Okay. Um, she does look Middle Eastern. So just oh, just about white. Okay. But also like, like does not fit the parameters of desirability in a way that whiteness functions. In that, yes, she would be above. You know, dark-skinned black people, mm-hmm. fat people, like, you know, whatever the case is. But yeah. she had a large nose. She had dark hair. She, her skin was fucking whatever, brown-ish. Yeah. I oh, I've she seen was, the image She of was her. like, quote-unquote, Thick fat, eyebrows. Thick yeah. eyebrows, wide hips. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever Still the case Still just about is. white. But right, yeah. but nobody, looks no Arab. black people are making fun of her. I don't know if she is, but she looks Arab. Pardon? I said, I don't know if she is Arab, but she looks She's Arab. Arab. 
Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. She's Arab, but she has like moved within Arab, and that's where like the the privilege comes in, is in, in which she has moved in and out of whiteness. But yeah. like arguably, her lack of plus ability to be successful oh. has been <laughs> that she's been able to cosplay white but also not be white enough because all the white people keep making fun of her oh, no. so to, to clarify what you said is you were so shit at your job that you can play racialized however the white people are still fucking they're still yeah, like they still hate you <laughs> yeah. like, all right i'm gonna put that in the sparks now Let's continue no, totally and and then that same story about the black school she went to she described being quote-unquote bullied by black people which made her feel sad and i'm like girl it would have been like, valid for you were to be we there well, I, I always i honestly i feel like these days the word bullied like i again i don't know about this person's experience but i feel like the word bully doesn't i'm always like if somebody doesn't elaborate, but just kind of vaguely and in passing says that they at some point experience bullying, um, especially when they've acted in ways where they've said things that they clearly should not have said. <laughs> I'm like, what was the bullying? Because if somebody was just like, shut the fuck up, don't say that. No, but that's that not fucking bullying. bullying okay, her, what right? was that? Like, well, I don't fucking know, but all I know is I grew up in black schools. Guess what? <laughs> I don't know. If bullying was. We like just a... see a fucking image of racial justice bullying this just about white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was you. Oh, wait a damn minute. No, oh, like and I took up, the photo. Like, well, listen, like growing up, I grew up in fucking Scarborough. I was in like middle school in Scarborough. And I was like a emo kid, and I, but I was still black, so no makeup, no weird shit. It was literally just wearing like fucking flared jeans and a black hoodie and black hair. Like I couldn't wear makeup, right? So I was only so emo. And what I say was bullying. Like, no, like kids would walk past me and be like, rock on, Paige. And, like, <laughs> and I would fucking diss them back. Like, there were, like, bullying wasn't, I've heard of white kids in all white schools in like yeah. Durham region where they were thrown in dumpster, dumpsters and had rocks thrown at them, or, like to the point of kids killing themselves. It, as in one all who's white been schools. around them, it's a different vibe. But yeah, you know. like black schools, like bullying, it's like, could it be a thing? Sure. It builds personality. But, like, it builds personality because if you could say something, back they're not gonna be like oh i'm gonna kill you bitch they're, they're like, like oh and then now everybody's roasting why, the guy why like, do you think your mom was a whole fucking show it's a whole thing. <laughs> so like when she it's said, the black version of improv okay it's, literally we're bantering it's, back, it's, a bit of banter. it's called organic banter you can buy it at loblaws <laughs> you can buy, buy that at are they the one um, <laughs> at xyz public school so like anyways i felt like what she said in that definitely perceived as more like racist than like girl you need to unpack that but she's in a fucking psychosis mm -hmm. and there was like people calling for her accountability and i'm like why are you trying to receive accountability from somebody that doesn't see that they were wrong so 170 videos later they even had a um wellness check called to her house they just kept letting her go there was a mm. man actually that saw this going down and he entered her house and there's a video he recorded it thinking that it was going to support his point where she was in a psychosis he walked up to her door and said can i use your washroom she was like okay yeah sure like did not skip a beat he went in 
used her washroom, recorded a video of him in her washroom, recorded her whole house, recorded her medication, recorded them dancing together. Mm. And then the last video they recorded, like she recorded with him. I guess she like kind of maybe figured out that he knew who she was and told him to get the fuck out. And then like she didn't know that this man was like a trespasser Mm. in the way that she was. So So what was he trying to, sorry, what was he trying to accomplish? He was trying to veil it as like trying to support her, but he was trying to gain clout. He, when I went on this page, when he first did it, because I was like deep in this, he had like 5,000 followers. (laughs) And that was from like 14 hours of the video being posted. By the end of like the the first day, he had 100,000 followers. Wow. And he that's, was going on live. Like he that's was despicable. He was saying that you guys are all like calling the cops and calling resources. Meanwhile, I actually showed up and I did something and all you guys are just doing this. So this woman was like actually like could have been assaulted. It was violated. Like whatever the case was. Oh, Gabby really Hanna is out. not a perfect fucking victim. And certainly she's not the one that we necessarily need to prop up as like an advocate or like a pillar of what it looks like to be mad because she is rich. And mm-hmm. she is like, I guess, white. She's white adjacent, right? But like, even like the racial identity politics might not even matter because she is rich. Um, none of her family, none of her friends ever came um, to help her. So why this frustrated me so much was... I understood that she might have been a polarizing figure and mm-hmm. I get that. But there were so outside of like marginalized people who are like, actually fuck this bitch because when mad black and brown people act mm-hmm. this way, they get killed. Yeah. Right. Outside of people who did that, I was like, y'all have like no nuance and understanding mm-hmm. like what madness can look like. And I think as somebody who's like a mad person themselves and who was like mm-hmm. neurodivergent, it like really highlighted for me that people actually don't know how to like deal with folks who are mad in ways in which does not align with their idea of how madness can function Mm -hmm. right it's just i can't brush my teeth i'm sad i'm like when i show up to your apartment with a fucking you know brunch and we're gonna make you feel better like that's your vision of madness we'll have a tub of ice cream yeah (laughs) like mint chocolate ice cream which i'm like bitch i'll eat it i'm like like, i don't need to be mad i don't need to be having like a depressive episode or an anxiety attack to do that you know what i mean like the the fact that somebody's that somebody's like worst their lowest low is just to like eat eat fucking (laughs) ice cream i'm like you have not seen shit you haven't seen me at fucking 12 a.m with a joint right and there was like certainly folks who like brought a lot of nuance to the conversation to be like she has privilege Mm -hmm. she and of course but a lot of those things but they're like and a lot of what she said was problematic for one you cannot hold somebody accountable when they are in a psychosis, there is no accountability. Accountability in a requires care, and we've talked like we've kind of talked about this, where it's just like in conversations around accountability. I think we've both witnessed what it looks like when community shows up, when mm. someone needs to be accountable, and what it looks like when someone buzzwords accountability, and those around them don't actually support them as a community to hold them accountable, and 
you know, based on what you're describing. And I remember, like, like I've seen your Insta stories. I remember reading up on this a little bit. And it's just like, what do you think madness looks like? Because often who you perceive as this person is them masking, is them pretending. And the moments that you're seeing them and listen, it's playing out as racist. It's playing out as, you know, anti-black racism it's playing out as in this, like, you know, in the story specific, but in other stories, homophobia, transphobia. But it's just like you can't hold someone accountable if they don't have care. And unfortunately, not unfortunately, but in some instances, people are experiencing their episodes of madness as to how it looks like. And you need to be able to support them through their madness to also hold them accountable. And when you were telling me about this experience, I'm just like, when you were saying, people were saying, you need to be accountable. I'm like, well, how? Like, the fuck? And then this man is showing up to this person's house. Mm. That would spin me into my madness even more. Because Mm. now I'm even fucking insecure about, you know, I might not have trusted this person in my household, but at the end of the day, that's not my madness. Can I even actually add the fact that the police did come? So there was a period of time where she stopped recording. It was like a few hours. So the police showed up at her house. Okay. She's rich. She's quote unquote white passing. The police handcuffed her. Right? They handcuffed her for hours. Mm. And they detained her. Right? A mad person perceived to be suicidal. Handcuffed her. Hospitalized her. And then they released her anyways. Right? So if this like white passing um, rich person was still treated like, and I'm not sitting here going like, I feel so bad for her, but I'm just kind of like, how do you folks who are watching this play out in real time on the internet? We didn't mm-hmm. see all that because mm-hmm. she just was disappeared. See how this plays out. How do you not understand the implications of how black and brown people are literally mm-hmm. murdered mm-hmm. Yeah. by the police, by wellness checks? By yeah. uh, being incarcerated. By, by being leaving their workplace and their fucking employer says this person seems a bit erratic. Erratic. Like, I, I think, like, personally it affected me because at the time when I was watching this, I mean, all personal. I was oh, experiencing, uh, I was experiencing something pretty extreme and I was reaching out to institutions to support me that mm. I was in the worst case scenario and they still rejected me and they rejected me by telling me that I was so articulate and so resilient and that I would be okay when I was on the brink of what I was on the brink of. And the only reason I was able to even support myself and even then only kind of was because of the friends that I had around me that were able to, to, to see that and, and, and step in. But yet and still i had friends like weeks after when i like told them what i was going through they're like i would have never known and it scares me and it fucking worries me that we are not more trauma it's like what you said how do you see madness madness? like what does it need to look like in order for for you to see it as like a I think it's I think it's partly because in many cultures, including I would say here, like the norm is not. To, I mean, cultures vary, but the norm, generally speaking, is not to be so open about it, and so people aren't educated because the best way that people learn is not through anything online or reading anything, whether it's a textbook, whether it's an article, whether it's tweet or somebody's experience but rather 
um, personal experience, day to day experience. Right, but they and, see black and brown people screaming on the side of the road. And you know, yeah, what but but that term? but that does not instill any kind of deep knowledge until you've experienced it firsthand or have had a close loved one experience. Some form of madness it. or raised around it. I think that I'm, I'm not saying that people don't understand it theoretically or at a very, very surface level. But I really do think that part of it, part of the blame falls on the fact that many cultures do not talk openly. It's so taboo. But what I will say. But what frustrates me is if we think are, about but, like Sa- Samuel Tim, right? Well, and, and, and I like, well, the, the, and if you're listening, Sammy Tim was someone that was in Toronto experiencing what we would call mental health crisis, which included him, I would argue, carrying something to protect himself. Police spread that as a threat to other people. Who was the other and black with, man that was killed in this building? Yeah, and for... within within like seconds was shot and killed. But I think in Ottawa, what, in Toronto, and in, in multiple places, brown people who experienced exactly. but I think, showcasing madness. But I, in ways one that of the not thing, harming others. But I think one of the things that strikes me is that there are also cultures with, in which what we consider madness was, we were also pe- people who were considered very deeply connected to our cultures and, and mm-hmm. earth to the point that we were considered what we would call sensitive or depressive or anxious. Or there are cultures who dreams would be a form of knowledge and now we call that quote-unquote schizophrenic you know there are people who would be considered warriors and they're not they're now called you know paranoid and the reality is i mean like when i think about like harriet tubman where she had like dreams and like experience a sort of madness and diagnosed with what we call epilepsy and Mm. it's you know and all of these things are very interesting with respect to other cultures where what we call madness was actually considered in you know specific ways a skill and so we live in this world where i think maybe if you come from particular backgrounds you witness that those things as a part of your history and so when you see it called madness you're wanting confused Mm. but i think especially in some of these moments where you know we're seeing publicly how like at a basic white level people are calling white folks spinning out quote unquote and the ways in which Gabby was, and they they don't even recognize the madness. They're well, just they were like I gonna... she was looking for attention, and it's like, well, but even if she mm. was, is that not also a form of madness? Like, who <laughs> engages in that sort of behavior? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. to just be recognized. It is not marketable to be mad. No, it really isn't, and it doesn't. Unless you're the fucking Joker. But it doesn't sound like that. Was how popular was this person to begin with? She was like very popular, um, but also like very like extremely unlikable. She's she is talented. Like, um, is it was she the kind of person who had a lot of people who hate followed her? A lot of people who hate followed her, and I think that even the conversation I'm trying to have does not necessarily center her, but that like. It's just like the most visible example of seeing somebody fall down the hole. Like I remember seeing her get like she first started getting tattooed like a couple years ago, and she was I'm a tattoo artist, so I saw her. Getting ta- <laughs> no. I saw her getting tattooed. Vegas, in a- Toronto. So, I see. I've seen her get tattooed in a very particular way of like what she got done and where she placed them. And then she had recently got a tattoo in a very visible location 
very much mm. felt like not as thought out as the way that like, her other stuff was felt, planned out. And like for me, that's like a red flag. And like folks just kind of like, again, made fun of her. There was a video of her being like, help me, help me. And people made it a trend. And I was like, I get it. She's like she's kind of fucked up. She has been like a, a, an alleged rape apologist. Like she's not a good person. Mm-hmm. But it's like for the folks that we don't know, right? For the black and brown and racialized and neurodiv- like uh, and, and precarious people that we don't know their histories. And it gets used, right? Like George Floyd. Right. His mm-hmm. whole like, and I'm not saying he was mad, but his whole history got brought up to like justify the violence mm-hmm. and, the, and his murder. It's like if you don't understand white madness, how in the fuck are you to understand black and racialized life? Right. Like that is the scariest point sometimes. It just frightens me how little trauma-informed all of us are but we want to claim community Mm. and we want to claim abolition Mm. and transformative justice but we're not okay to recognize that like sometimes there are going to be folks i'm not let's remove her from the conversation there's a tweet that came out about marsha p johnson in which they said that most of y'all could not organize with marsha p johnson because she was mad and she was homeless and she was often quote unquote difficult to work with um, because y'all mm-hmm. were not prepared to engage with mm-hmm. folks of the caliber. But now a sex worker, sex worker, homeless, often you couldn't be in community with her and you couldn't fucking organize with her because mm-hmm. she'd be quote unquote difficult. Mm-hmm. And that resonates so hard. So, like, this conversation I'm having doesn't necessarily center Gabby Hanna. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like witnessing It centers somebody. madness. It centers madness. And how we perceive it and how we understand it and what is an acceptable, like, madness, acceptable neurodivergence versus what isn't. For, for black and brown folks, it equals death. Mm-hmm. And... Apparently, for non-black and brown folks, it equals... A YouTube debate. (laughs) So you just listen to your favorite podcast, and if it's not your fave, I don't know what to tell you. Rewind and listen again, and find us at at OKWorkPodcast, and stay abreast of all the latest content. Not boobs. And while you're at it, the work of the month is to go take those eyes and watch the show Mo on Netflix, which is the first Palestinian refugee-led American TV show. (laughs) 